Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Here we are in the CJAD studio. It is Solo in the City. I'm Cheryl Besner, your love coach and your matchmaker. Remember, we're here every Saturday night and we're talking about getting to the heart of the matter and the heart of a matter of all different topics every week. And this week's topic, it's a very special one and it's a very daring one. It's about life and love after loss and how we regroup ourselves and how we get ourselves back and do the grieving process and then get back into our life and develop a new one. And we always talk about on this show about updating ourselves, you know, bringing it to the next level. And after we lose a long-term partner, well, I haven't lost my partner yet in the sense of death, but as divorce goes, you still have to do the grieving process. But knowing that I have lost people who are very dear to me, I know that if you're married to somebody for 50 years, it has to wrench at your heart. It just has to do it. And there's a process to it. So we're going to be very fortunate tonight to be joined by two special guests, one of who is a grief and loss bravement specialist. Her name is Corey Sirota. I'm sure many of you have heard her on different shows and TV shows. So she's going to be walking us through the different steps. And not only for ourselves, but for the people around us as well. And we're also going to be joined by Dr. Bally. But tonight, as always, I do want to answer questions from you. People write into me through CherylBesner.com or through Twitter, through Facebook, and ask questions about what's going on in their dating life and see if sometimes I can shed some light on it. So tonight I want to answer this one that came uh, anonymously, or he wants to be kept anonymous. And he wrote, Hi, Cheryl, I am divorced and recently started dating someone I really like. Problem is, I started dating another woman, I stopped dating another woman a few months ago that I was with for two years that my kids really liked. And I don't know if I should introduce them yet to this new lady. There is only so much time I have for a social life. And having them all together would really help me balance everything easily. How soon can I make this happen? So that's kind of even what we're going to be talking about on the show tonight as far as loss and how fast you can introduce somebody new into the situation. I want to say this, first and foremost, you mentioned in here in your little text that you want to make it easy. Well, there's nothing easy when it comes to divorce and there's nothing easy for our kids. And first and foremost, we have to care for them. So they have just suffered a loss of, uh, I don't know how long you've been divorced, but they have suffered the loss of their family unit, and being close to one other woman recently. And that can take time for people. So as much as it might be convenient for you and easy for you to blend the whole thing, blending family units is something that you should do very carefully. And I don't know if, or I, I my opinion is that if you are only dating this new person a few months, you also want to know whether or not this person is going to be important in your life. Is she sticking around before you make another introduction? So for me, it's about 
knowing where your kids stand and getting them comfortable with the idea that you're even seeing somebody else before they actually get introduced to this person. So for the moment, I would say keep your love life and your family life separate. Now, as for dating news, I wanted to address this. There's a video going like viral right now, and it's about a new dating app. And it's called Seeking Arrangements. And it's basically the sugar daddy, sugar baby scenario where it's men who are substantially older than women. And these men have money and can afford to have a paid girlfriend. That's basically what the situation is. So I put up this video. It actually came to me from a woman. Um, she, her name is Lisa McKenzie, and she's from Blissonomics here in Montreal. She's actually going to be on the show next week. And the video is, is a documentary, basically, from the creator, the founder of the Seeking Arrangements. And Brandon and his girlfriend, Jenna, are talking about how the arrangement works. So... Lisa asked me for my comment on it, and uh, I put it out there on Facebook, actually, for other people to see this video. And it was really interesting because people were writing back uh, their comments. Now, most people, especially the women, felt that it's another form of prostitution. And a lot of the men who were writing back kind of referred to the fact that they wished that they had more money, that they thought that it was a great situation. The fact is this, it's not prostitution, because here's the thing, both people are entering into these relationships free and willing and being honest. They know what they each want from this relationship, and they're each getting it. And from what I've read in a lot of these situations, and I also had talked to somebody who was involved with SugarDaddies.com a couple years ago when I was writing my blog, The fact is that they really do have a caring for each other in these relationships. And it is a very honest place. And they really do take good care of each other because the agreement is, I take care of you financially. In a lot of cases, the woman is going to school. So she she wants to go through school. And the man is happy to support that growth. And in return, she takes care of his needs. They go shopping. They go out for dinners. And in a lot of cases, by the way, And you'll see it in this video that's out there. This was put out by Vice, by the way. So you can go onto Facebook and and see it through Vice. The women sometimes are not even having a sexual relationship with these men. Sometimes it's just us purely platonic. The other thing is, it's totally monogamous. It is between this man and this young woman. So... I said we shouldn't necessarily be judgmental of it, and why not? If both people are getting what they need, then I think that it's a great relationship for them. The fact is, the problem starts if they decide to get married, because then you have that 20-year age gap. And the fact is, that show that over 20 years, the chances are 95% that they will end up in divorce. So... There you have it. So if anybody wants, go check it out. It's by Vice. It happens to be on Cheryl Besner Facebook or Cheryl Besner and Co. Facebook. And you can see it and uh, tell me what you think about this. I want to introduce to you our first guest, just so you have a reference to her. Her name is Corey Sirota. She is a grief and loss bereavement specialist and author of Someone Died, 
Now what? And we're talking about love, life, after loss. Welcome to Solo in the City, Corey. Thanks so much for having me, Cheryl. So, Corey, I, I, I know this is going to be um, a strange question, but what brought you to this particular part of therapy and, and wanting to support people through the, the bereavement period? It's not a strange one. It's actually a really good one, and it's asked all the time because people are like, what's a nice girl like you doing in a profession like this? Right? <laughs> actually, a nice yeah. girl like you should be in a profession like this because it takes heart to do what you do. And uh, as you will see, and some people know that know me from way back when, from uh, it, this was not just a professional decision. It was based on I was already a social worker, and while... Uh, at the time when I was pra- just uh, recently practicing, my brother was killed in a car accident, and um, I got uh, it was devastating. It was devastating for the family. He was my only sibling, and um, I was faced with a terrible tragedy. And as you know very well, yes, I the, do. The I shock and the that. grief, and uh, it wasn't right away. But a few years later, I decided that this was a field that I wanted to help other people. So Corey is going to help us understand how we can put ourselves together and create another life and another love for ourselves after loss. We are live tonight. You can call in 7900800 or text us star 8255. We're talking about love and life right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Solo in the City tonight, I'm Cheryl Besner, and as always, we always get to very specific conversations, things that really should resonate with different people in different stages of our relationships. Tonight, as we talk about relating, dating, and mating, we're actually talking about the last one and losing our mate, and the process that goes along with that grieving process of losing our mate. And joining me in studio right now is Corey Sirota. Again, she is a grief and loss specialist and wrote a book, which I think is titled so beautifully, Someone Died, Now What? And it's actually a personal and professional perspective of grief and loss, right, Corey? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we were talking before about you know, your loss. And that's what brought you to here. And when we look at coming out of a long term marriage, Mm -hmm. there's different stages of grief Mm -hmm. and and, and different levels of grief for different people and how Mm -hmm. they process it. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, Sure. Uh, It's it's a great question. Because it's what what people get hung up or up on or stuck on is the fact that they think they're not grieving the right way. We're all unique. Grief is as unique to each each individual as it is uh, who they are and how they experience the process that they're going through. So um, for someone who has been in a long-term relationship, there's many factors we have to think about. It's not that there's a right way or a wrong way to grieve. Feelings aren't right or wrong. They Mm -hmm. just are. So for some, depending on the relationship they had, it's not about, you mentioned earlier about time right. and about uh, 50 years, uh, someone, uh, of course, you're going to have a reaction after 50 years, someone dies. The truth is, whether it's 50 years or 50 days, 
the the nature of the relationship, what the relationship meant to the person, how society views that loss are all factors that are going to ch- contribute into how that uh, the individual is going to go through that process. And of course, when it comes to dating or going into the going dating into, game, yeah. talk about guilt. Oh my gosh, that's going to be your number one uh, concern or feeling that I hear. Well, I actually, office. there's two. I, I get <laughs> two. Um, one of them is guilt. Mm-hmm which we'll talk about. Okay. And the other one is fear. Fear, sure. You know, and, and especially, you know, I when I mentioned this 50-year marriage, because also a lot of the people who were married 50 years and who are losing mm-hmm. their beloveds at that point, we're talking about nothing of technology existed back then, <laughs> right? right? Like true. it's a whole right. different world. But I think a lot of the people, you know, interesting that I've uh, encountered and interviewed or talk with or coached when they when they're talking about their their grief and their loss they don't necessarily want to get back into a relationship mm-hmm. right away you know and some don't want it at all especially right. you know again we're talking about the the, the men or women who are mm-hmm. in their 70s and 80s yep. they're very content to say you know what i've had my love i'm good right right and then there's those who are like you know what? It was so good. And I love loving somebody right. and having somebody love me back. I want it again. Mm-hmm. And actually in the matchmaker world, by the way, that's the highest success rate. Well, yeah. someone that's ready or willing and open to try again. What I'm seeing is the fear, as you mentioned it, about fear and guilt tied together of how could I do this? And what does it say about me and my relationship with my partner if I'm now going and looking and wanting to create a new relationship? And so that's what that, that's where they get stuck. And what I'm trying to help them recognize is that there's a very huge difference and a, an important gap distinction between being in you you don't have to say goodbye and end one relationship and it doesn't negate that what what that relationship was by going and choosing a new relationship or choosing to try and be in a new relationship it doesn't mean you didn't love the person right it doesn't mean you're going to forget the person or it doesn't have a statement about how you felt about that person and where's that coming from? You and I both know this judgment, <laughs> judgment. of everybody else. The noise, <laughs> yeah, the, the noise, noise around yes. us. We, we, I want to talk about every one of these things because <laughs> we are talking about life and love after loss here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800 with Corey Sirota. Corey, so, so let's just talk about, I want to stay on the guilt aspect of it okay. for a minute, okay? So... Is there a technique? Because I know when it comes to fear, and I'm working with with people, the fear aspect, I ask them to take daily risks, Mm -hmm. you know, to start overcoming all these fears and leading towards their deep fear about whatever it is. And in this case, you know, possibly getting back into a new relationship, but guilt. Mm -hmm. How does one deal with the guilt? And especially 50 years, you have children also who are watching you. How do you deal with that? It's a loaded question. I know. I like <laughs> but, to do that every First once of all, I like to say that fear is fantasized experience appearing real. And it's that the the fear of moving forward. So I try and break that down. And I look at guilt as I'm not sure. I challenge the guilt. I say to them, I'm not sure it's really guilt. We use this term guilt. But is it really guilt that you're, that you're feeling? Because for me, guilt is if you're doing something that you know 
you had knowledge of and you shouldn't have done. Right. And so where's the should coming from? What's that? Where's that noise coming from? Usually it's other people. And what is the right way to do it? Is there a right time to get back into the game? Or is it right to never get back into the game? The, there is the answer is there really is no answer. The answer is it's the right answer for you. So that guilt that you, where is it coming from? So let's explore where the guilt's coming from. And is it other people's perceptions? Is it your integration of other people's perceptions about what you should do? I tell people there's even a chapter in the book, Stop Being Should On. We are talking about the book, Someone Died and Now What? That Corey wrote. Now, I, I actually asked this question and... On, on Facebook and people responded to it. Like I asked the question, how long should you wait before mm -hmm. dating someone new after loss? And basically the response from everybody was, you know, it's different for each person. But here's where it came with a twist. The minute I asked the secondary question of children. Right. Right. And how much do you listen to your children and how far do you go and, and how soon is too soon? My answer to it was, and I, I'm anxious to hear yours, my, my answer was, you have to go at the children's pace. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do as you wish, but you have to allow them time to catch up to you. You know, mm -hmm. so it, it even goes back a little bit to the caller at the beginning of the show, yes. you know, who is divorced and wants to introduce his ch young children to uh, a new person he's dating. I said, it has to go. You, you should mm -hmm. do what you need to do. But your children, you have to go at their pace because right. we don't both know, right? Mm -hmm. Going slow right. <laughs> gets you there faster. Yeah, that's in the right. End, right. Yeah. <laughs> so... What about the noise, the people around us? How it's much did it so, interfere well, in our decision? It, I think it interferes a great deal. But should it? But should it? I don't like should. Like <laughs> I, said, I tell people, try not to be sure. And I try not to tell people what they should do. And I try and explore what they need to do. And it's hard. It's hard to fight that. And you want to be doing the right thing. And you want support and validation. Who doesn't from other people? Except who is giving you that message? Because I've seen many instances where on the one hand, you, your your partner dies and you, a lot of men, for a lot of statistical research has shown that men within two years remarry, 50% of men remarry. Right. Exactly. And um, so they're going out and they're uh, going back into the dating game and and all these people are judging them about whether it's too soon. It's how how they challenge how much they love their the partner. Whereas I've seen other instances where they're sitting at home, not going out, not and and then it, then they get the pity. So how do you find that balance? That's why I'll always say to my clients, "What's the right way? What's the right time? The right time is really the time that you feel is right now." Truth. Add in your kids. That is, I think you gave an excellent answer because. Now you're not talking about just yourself. And I think that there's a, your dynamic has changed. Your whole life has been turned upside down. And so is theirs. And right. well, they have their own grieving right. process. And, and we don't, as you were saying earlier, which is so true, we don't grieve for the same amount of time at the yeah. same speed and, and go through it even in, in the same order, right? Because right. we talked about sadness is mm -hmm. one. I mean, this is something you and I talked right. about before the show. You know, sadness is one, anger is one. Some people are angry before they're sad. Right. Some people are sad before they're angry. We don't know where the other people are in their process. And, and I've seen it, um, mm. you know, from my own experience and as you were saying from yours, we do go through it differently. I I know with the passing of my brother, 
it came a long time after everything. I think it was a year right. later, actually, that mm -hmm. it actually all registered. So yeah. I would imagine the same thing when it comes to any death. Well, particularly when we're talking about a, the death of a parent, I, I don't compare losses at all, and you can. People try to all the time, but right. I certainly discourage that. But when it comes to the death of a parent, if, a, if, if the surviving parent is now off and in their own world, the p kids have lost both parents at that point. Right. And that's a big concern as well. That's why this family needs to be stable. And I think it boils down a lot to communication too. Talking about keeping it, the lines of communication open and helping the, and adjusting to the needs of the children. And age is going to factor into where are the kids in, little kids versus adolescents versus older kids who have their own life. But you know, an older child who's out of the house but doesn't want you dating because I just don't want you dating is, I think, a different situation than young children. Well, they also look at different things about, you know, the relationship yeah. and then there's the finance part of mm -hmm. it. And I mean, yes. there's all these fears that Absolutely. come in and play into it. And, and, and I will say that even in the divorce situation, quite often older children are more damaged by the divorce because then they start questioning at a point right. where they're ready to start having a relationship like what does this all mean right. we're talking about love and life after loss here on solo in the city on cgad stick around because we're going to have more information for you on how you can get through this process and uh, do it with wellness and a healthy mind you're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City here on CJAD 800. I'm Cheryl Besner, your love coach and your matchmaker. We are live tonight, 7900800 or star 8255 if you want to call in, be part of this conversation because this conversation is about you. If it hasn't happened to you before, it might happen to you in the future or someone you know or your family member or your parents we're talking about love life after loss and how to put it all back together we've been talking with Corey Sirota Corey we're going to keep talking to you uh, so insightful and I also want to introduce right now to the show Dr. Bali he is PhD he is 93 a young and he is the founder of Yoga Bliss Research and Training Center here in Montreal and been teaching yoga since 1969 welcome to the show Dr. Bally. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Dr. Bally, the reason I, I, I asked you onto the show is, well, not because of, but last year, last June, you lost your wife. Yes. And I know that when it comes to healing, you know, meditation, yoga, things that ground us, help us process things in a different manner. Right. And I would like to know for yourself, did your practice and how did your practice help you through your grief and how could it help others? That's right. See, some of the answers are available at the level of the rational mind. I have done this study, my personal journey, and the evolution of consciousness when we go into the higher levels, the perception of reality changes. Some Losses in life are inevitable. Mm. 
So right. from my perspective, when I see broad, in a very broad sense, the whole life spectrum, life is an illusion, basically. At the time of conception, there was no body, there was no mind, but who we are was there. That's essence of pure being. A microscopic structure has the ability to create hundred trillion cells of the body. Then the architecture and the engineering of our physical body took place. Mm-hmm. So once you have that understanding, then the whole perception about life, there's no death. It's only a transition. Just like we have a physical DNA, we accept physical DNA, we let and honor it and work with it like we have a spiritual DNA. Our lives are pre-planned. This is not a, a random universe. It's mathematical. Mm-hmm. Everything that is taking place is so precise. So once we understand that principle, that is a part of that. And that is not... It's a transition to another chapter of life. So, so, do you, so do you think that knowing that helped the process no. uh, smoother for you right. and, and, and easier for so you? So that instead of mourning death to celebrate life of the person who's gone and fulfill all the dreams that the person had, we are, we are still connected with the universe. Even when the person is gone physically, but spiritually, we are still, we are in a, we are in a holographic universe. We are connected with all that exists. So that feeling, my wife passed away, but she's with me. That's I talk to her, mm-hmm. and she responds to me. That's beautiful, Dr. Bali. Corey, do you see that type of perspective and thinking often? when you're dealing with your clients. I mean, this, it's, it's a very profound, yeah. deep consciousness it's, that Dr. Bally's talking about. It's actually so life, beautiful. Life is a skill. Yeah. Everything is a skill in life. It just, these things don't happen. Right. You have to make them happen. So, Koi, do you, do you see this kind of uh, consciousness no, no, with your clients? Not, not really. Not, not typically. I think people are very, very stuck in the, um, in the past about what they lost, what was, and then the fear and the concern and the worry about the future, which is exactly not what Dr. Bally is talking about. You're talking about yeah. living in the now and, 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 and helping. I'd love yeah. to be able, and what I try and do is help clients understand that death ends a life, not a relationship. Yeah. Well, but in this sorry, process, in this process, that trust that we are guided and protected by the universe every moment, we are not alone. That we are notion, never alone. That yeah. notion, this sense of separation that we feel is, is because when we are two, three, or four years, it's a, it's a conditioned response that we are separate. But we are not. We are the center of the universe. We are being guided by the, uh, the pranic energy, the breath that we breathe coming from where? From the trees. Trees are our lungs. We won't survive without them. They won't survive without us. Solar energy. Everything that we put in the body comes away from the solar energy. Mm-hmm. Gravity. We won't be able to, there'll be no cell integra- integration. Electromagnetic energy, we are grounded into. We are not separate. As Corey, a microcosm, so the macrocosm. But, Corey, can, can, you, can you take what Dr. Bali's saying and, and rational, or not rationalize it with your clients, but help them to focus in that 
in that manner? I think it will it depend. First of all, they have to be open to it. Right. And secondly, that um, depending on where they are in their grief process, it would be more, well, easier or more challenging and also on their beliefs. I would like, I love what you're saying, Dr. Bally. How do you help people Get absorb <laughs> that belief, <laughs> take on that belief. That's yeah. the challenge for me is how, yeah. do they, how do you get them there? I, I yeah. think what you're saying makes so much yeah. sense see, and what a beautiful it, way to look at This is how yes. I developed the, the program. Life. It's a happy life program. Right. How to bring about that transition or to reach that level of evolution where you are able to deal. Fear is a false evidence appearing real. These are all planted memories that we create. We can transcend the mind go beyond the mind from the personal to transpersonal level, then become a witness to life as it unfolds itself. And since there is a, like a physical DNA, there is a spiritual DNA that you learn to honor as it unfolds itself because we have no other choice. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's two things that I, that I picked up here. One is the trust in yourself Absolutely. and then honoring yourself. Absolutely. And also trusting that the relationship that you had will always be there. Be there. And honoring the fact that yeah. you had that relationship yeah. Yeah. is so important. I mean, th- those are the two main words that I'm pulling out of this. Absolutely. Course. So we spoke earlier tonight about, I said I had a client that came in uh, very ironically right. this week talking about a fear about the fact that she... Her husband had died maybe seven months ago, and she might be sort of kind of interested in in having another relationship, but what was blatantly evident was the guilt about moving forward. And what I helped or tried to help her recognize was, one, by becoming or being involved in a new or exploring even the possibility of a new relationship does not define the old relationship. Right. Or take it away in any way, shape, or form. And that's the discussion she needs to have with her children. That is very much a discussion she needs to have with her children. We are talking about life and love after loss. And in studio with me is Corey Sirota and Dr. Bally. So going back to, you know, what you were saying, Dr. Bally, and about finding that inner inner strength, inner peace, inner trust, and, and honoring all of that. You're saying that, and, you know, I, I mentioned before, you're 93 young. Um, you don't always have that same insight, though, when you're 23 young <laughs> or 33 young. I mean, it takes a long time to have that 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 inner being yeah. of, uh, that, that you have. Yeah. See, my so, journey started pretty young. Right. I remember in my school years, being in India, we had swamis, we had yogis visiting our schools, and I was listening to them. And I grasped, I grasped what I was listening to. They were talking about Vedanta, ultimate knowledge. We have knowledge of all kinds of things, but we don't have self-knowledge, who we are. It's the lack of that self-knowledge is the underlying cause for existential human suffering. I'm not the body. I'm not the mind. I have a mind. I have a body. Who I am at the source of both. And the reason is at the time of conception, there was no body. There was no mind. They, they came much later. But who we are, the energy being was there before. And that energy being is timeless, ageless, nameless, formless. If that perception comes in your mind, then that becomes trivial. It's only a transition to another journey. 
And and that trivial is actually sometimes the things that stop us going forward in our relationships. Corey, you're shaking yeah, your hand, oh yeah, right? I'm thinking yeah. about this. What what shows up is all of someone's insecurities right. about themselves. And they had a routine and they had life the way, in one way, shape or form, that was it. And this unwelcome change right. threw that, threw that out, out the door. And now they have to create what I call new normals. You see, but and that insecurity is in the rational mind. And when I say I'm to transcend the rational mind in the intuitive mind, mm-hmm. which is very different, it processes the information which is the left brain and the right brain. The right brain processes information is not ego-based, it's not time-bound, it's timeless, ageless, formless, nameless. Jill Bolt Taylor, a neuroscientist who had a left brain stroke, she defined this principle so beautifully. Jill Bolt Taylor. Yes. She was with Oprah Winfrey, she is traveling the world. When People she had a left brain burn, the story disappeared. Right. There was no more Jill Bolt Taylor. And she figured out who she was. She was an energy being. And that's the important part that I mm-hmm. wanted to talk on. It's about the knowledge of who you are. Yeah. And whether it's whether it's through yoga, whether it's through working with a therapist, mm-hmm. whether it's working with me as a coach, the first thing that we always do is, who are you? Answering that question, I am. And knowing that part. And it comes down to when it comes to relationships. And this show is about relating, dating, and mating. It's about understanding your values, lifestyles, and goals. And today we are talking about love and life after loss here with Corey Sirota and Dr. Bali. And we want to hear from you, 7900800. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to text us, star 8255, here on Solo in the City on CJD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City. I'm Cheryl Besner, and tonight we are talking in studio with Corey Sirota and Dr. Bali about your love lives and how your life continues after a loss, whether that is through death or through a divorce. Loss is loss. So I want to continue a little bit because we've been talking about how we feel about ourselves just before and knowing ourselves. Dr. Bali, you brought up self-knowledge and Corey and I were saying that that is the basis of when we're working with our clients of knowing who you are. You have to know who you are and have a relationship with yourself. And as you, Dr. Bali said, honor and trust, you have to honor yourself and Mm -hmm. trust yourself Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to be who you are before you can really be in a relationship. And that must be really difficult, Corey. I'm going to go to you here with people who are coming out of relationships and they only know themselves from those 10, 20, 30, 40 years right. of being Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so, mm-hmm. and then who am I? Yeah, if, I am not, if, if I am not Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so, who am I? And I can remember seeing a client whose husband died, and she was probably early 80s, saying, and her saying to me, I may, or maybe it was 70s, she said, should I go back to work? I said, I don't know. Do you want to go back to work? She said, well, should I go back to work? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want? She, and I looked at her, I said, what's going on here? And she said, I have not made a decision for 50 years. Right. See, in my course that I've developed now, Happy Life Program, 
I love that, by the way, the Happy Life program. (laughs) People come with the same problems, exactly. They are in tears. They're crying. After three months of training, they're jumping with joy. They're celebrating life. And what's the secret to that, Dr. The secret of that is self-knowledge. Yeah, that that self knowledge is that I am so magnificent, I'm so magical. Mm-hmm. I'm connected with the universe, the law of manifestation. Consciousness is the processing center. Once there is a shift on your consciousness, that will keep actualizing itself. That's what law of attraction is, law of manifestation is. But we live with fear, worries, and anxieties. When they're there, we cannot produce happy energy, healing energy. We repeat the same of the uh, same. The same th- things shows up again. Or fear, worries, they'll keep multiplying. But when we're going to trust, feel love and compassion, and forgiveness for one and all, then that will show up. What's in the consciousness? Consciousness is the processing center. What's in it will actualize itself. A sugar pills into tranquilizer, not I, because somebody struggled with it. And the fact is, though. I- I'm, I would love to know from each of you because I know the answer from my point of view. Um, you can actually see that moment of transformation when the light goes off and the, the, there is a shift because yeah. you mentioned the word shift. You can yeah. see the shift in the energy. Yeah. I see it with my clients where all of a sudden they have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. I know that I felt it when I had my aha moment actually at a yoga retreat four years ago. I woke up after meditation and it was like, wow this is who I am, this is mm-hmm. where I am, and I'm good. And it was that aha moment, and I never looked back. Do you see that, Dr. Bali? There'll be no good feeling once you have the self-knowledge. Mm. The sense yeah. of magnificence will be there. I'm guided and protected. I'm the center of the universe, not as a metaphor. Right. Being guided by the universe from moment to moment. And what about you, Corey? Do you see <laughs> Do you see with your clients sometimes? I mean, it, t- it takes a while, it's, but then it's all a pro- of a sudden well, I say It's like a process, a, and it, what it is is I know... And I, I don't think I could do this work because I know I can't make it better. I don't believe I can make it. I, said, I tell them that, but I will accompany them through the process and my belief and my conviction in, this, in knowing that we human beings are resilient and they will and can find their way through the grief process and, in fact, moving into being, I, being hopeful and optimistic that they'll find love if that's something that they really want. Mm-hmm. So I hold that for them. And so do I see it? I see it in down the road i mean unfortunately fortunately unfortunately once we finish our when they're in i say to them when you stop going for counseling when you have something better to do <laughs> so and i say i'm serious but i'm 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 joking but i'm serious because that's when i guess i see it is when they stop coming for counseling right yes and dr bally one other thing i think i just may add first of all while we are living together why are there so much of turmoil in relationships today. One and two marriages are breaking up. And the simple reason is, we, without understanding, we live with three C's. Inadvertently, no matter how justified your three C's, condemning, complaining, and criticizing they are, that relation is not going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And the moment that's replaced by three A's, appreciation, attention, and affection. Right. I actually nothing, have... Nothing will go wrong in that relationship. I actually have something on um, my website, a a blog that I wrote about those three A's. But there Mm -hmm. are some C's that are good too, which is communication, compassion, right? Of course. Those things are positive, right? right? And and we always have to look for the positive. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I want I want to just go to the board because you know this this show is very much about you and and you at home listening and wanting some answers. So one of the things that somebody wrote in and I guess it's because we're talking about longevity and and long-term marriages, but somebody did write why don't you dedicate a program to people like me, 70, healthy, extremely active, a widower, no guilt, but mainly no money. I don't have to ca- the cash to run around entertaining ladies, but I wish I didn't or don't, I don't expect a reply, but a mention, but would like to know. Please surprise me. So the fact is, you don't have to have money to entertain a woman. And, you know, at 70, I would hope that you have the confidence in yourself to enter into relationships that are about doing things together, those walks in the park. Um, we, we don't have to, in the dating world, be always out in restaurants and uh, doing expensive dates. It's actually the contrary because even what the show is about tonight and what Dr. Bali and Corey have been talking about is the fact that it comes from a deeper level. That connection mm-hmm. that we're going to develop with somebody comes from a deeper level. So I say, don't worry about the pocketbook, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What do you say, Dr. Ali? I may just give one simple way of getting the right relationship. Put in your consciousness that the right relationship is sitting there for you, That's right. waiting for you. It'll show up when you're ready for it. Right. That's the confidence I If you have that conscious positive image in your consciousness, eventually that relationship will show up. And it is, uh, we talk about that all the time in the relationship world, that you can call in the one, right? Well, isn't it the, the, isn't that you the mentioned, isn't yeah. the law of attraction? It is the yeah. law of attraction. It is the law of attraction. Um, somebody else, um, I'm going to reach out to somebody who wrote in, I just came home, I, I actually feel for you right now. I just came home to find out that my boyfriend put on a suit and went out with another woman. He says nothing happened and so does she, but I don't know what to think or what to believe. Okay, so this is a little bit of off topic, but again, this show is about uh, you out there. So you have to know your boundaries within the relationship and the two of you together have to decide if you're going to be okay with going out with people of the opposite sex. If you're not, it's something that has to be discussed. Don't give up your trust just because somebody goes out with somebody else. But you have to know why they're doing it. And then if that's not okay with you, or your partner is not okay with not having those interactions with other people, then you might be in the wrong relationship. So trust in the relationship and open those lines of communication. I think that is the most important part of it. And again, trusting in yourself, right? We're going back to trusting yourself and following your own intuition in Mm -hmm. this case. What do you think is going on there? And uh, one more. I lost my boyfriend of five years in an accident Mm -hmm. at 28. So Corey, we'll be able to go into this with you, please. Lost my boyfriend of five years in an accident at 28, 22 years ago. I still dream about him regularly to this day. In my dreams, he's always alive and I get Mm -hmm. angry at him for having made me believe he was dead. Am I possibly still in denial? Corey, what do you think? Quite the contrary. Uh, First of all, very sorry for your loss. It's devastating. And you just 
it's it's a great example, albeit a very sad one and and, and tragic one, of that we never get over it. We learn to live with it. And people are never dead in dreams. Right. And it's going back to what Dr. Bali said, like about your wife. Your wife is still with you, right? Because Mm -hmm. you had such a strong connection. Uh, I just may add, if you feel the love manifestly not working for you, it's not working because with a scattered mind, it won't. You have to be focused, centered, then absolute trust that you're the center of the universe, the universe is there for you, guiding you, protecting you, supporting you every moment. So it does come down to um, this again. If you are having these dreams about him, it's actually it's that you're honoring, as, you're, you're, you're honoring. You're honoring, you're working you're, through the sadness and the grief. So right. it's not a denial. It's quite very much, you're very much aware. Yeah. And he's, sad. And, you know, and he's possibly coming to you because that connection is yeah. still there. Because you take these relationships and especially positive ones with you forever. I would be interested to know if this person, uh, this lady is in another relationship now. Uh, you can call in or you can text us if you want. I want to thank both of you for coming in. Dr. Bali, you have a retreat coming up in the month of September, right? It's a 17-day trip. That's right. We're going to India. To India? For 17 days, north of India. And then there's a workshop in Costa Rica. There's another workshop. uh, Costa Rica was in March. And the one in Montreal is from 11th of August to to the 20th of the 60. World-known scientists, neurologists, doctors visiting in that conference. That's great. So if anybody wants to be part of it, you can reach out to Dr. Bali through Yoga Bliss. Thank you very much, Dr. Bali. And Corey, uh, you have something very exciting coming up too, besides your book that uh, came out, Someone Died, Now What? Oh, yes, I do. Next weekend, I am taking 30 children and 28 special volunteers up to Camp Aaron. So it's a weekend-long bereavement camp free of charge Amazing. for children. Uh, anyone wants information, Camp Aaron YM, at ymywha.com. Thank you so much. And to all of you, as you. always, I want to say good night and um, think happy thoughts. Love your life and your love life will happen. We'll see you next week here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Remember? Keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. Good night, everybody.